0: Hi and welcome to yet another episode of Up Next. On this week's episode, I'm joined by none other than content creator and photographer, Zaid Al-Haddad. And you're about to listen to our conversation on his amazing journey with photography that started when he was just 14 years old, how it all started for him when he failed art class and decided to pursue photography full-time, his views on working for free, some of the challenges that he faced working as a freelancer at such a young age, and many, many, many more things. So, without any further ado, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Oh, and if you do end up liking it, please do share and review the podcast. I will be forever grateful. Apparently, these things are good for podcasts, and they're helpful, so please, thank you. And now, cue the music.
1: not say anything else.
0: So hi Zaid and welcome to up next.
1: Thank you very much. Uh glad to be here not again of course. Not like we recorded <laughs> this in the in the previous no Anyway. that nah, nah, nah. no <laughs>
0: that that doesn't happen around here no no, no, <laughs> no it's, not it's, at all. it's it's absolutely amazing to have you on again after some technical difficulties. But I, I mean, it's even better. The, double the pleasure for me to get to talk to you again and to know some of your story again. Because we, we got through the first couple of minutes. Yes. But before we, you know, because unfortunately, the people weren't there with us at the time. Why there don't you, you, you know, take it, it off by telling us a bit more about yourself and what you do.
1: Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Zaid Ibrahim al I'm a 21 year old uh, content creator as well as uh, entrepreneur. Uh, I've been doing photography for about seven years now. I've been doing it for five years, uh, just as a hobby. And then I said, uh, let's take it further. So I've been doing it two years professionally, working with different brands. And um, honestly, it's been a good time. It's been a lot of fun, chasing a passion, honestly.
0: That's amazing to hear, man. I, I love how passionate you are and how passionate you seem about it. And I can't wait you know, to know more, more about it. But usually how I like to start things here is by taking things back to the very, very beginning. Uh, so how did your passion for photography start? You know, How did you get into the world of it?
1: So how did I get into photography? Um, originally, I was an artist in school, so I had art class as you know, a lot of us do, as a lot of us do. Uh, first, it was like art class was my favorite subject. I really enjoyed doing it. It was really fun. And one probably my favorite subject out of all. The way I got into photography was I failed that subject, <laughs> funny enough. Uh, it was kind of a weird thing because I was not allowed to do like be artistic in my own way. I was actually told to do what they wanted me to do for grades, but I felt like if I, you know, went with what I had in mind as an artist back then, I could have gotten like something better, like produce something much better. But actually, following what people told me to do, I failed surprisingly. So it pushed me to venture outwards, not just like class. Uh, at home, I had a camera and I wanted to try using it, to see what photography, set, uh, like what it gave me. Cause I was like, I could like take, I could make pieces of from photos, like art is, uh, photos are art. So that's how I started. I just started taking pictures um, regularly. First, it was just on and off. And then I said to myself, like, I want to take this more seriously. Let's take at least a picture every day. doesn't matter if it's good, it's bad. I don't care where it goes. I just need to take a picture to understand it. And like uh, the biggest, one of the biggest motivators was getting that right shot. They say in photography, your first 10,000 photos aren't good. I mean, of course, there's some that are going to be good, but the first 10,000 photos is like your, your, your first step into the world of photography. These days, everyone takes photos, to be honest. So for me, starting off, I just kept going, kept going, kept going, kept trying. And like over time, I, I had a sense of style and I finally started to build this, in a way, a portfolio, even if it's not commercial, it was still a portfolio for me. Uh, that's kind of how I started.
0: I love that. I love that you know, from failing art class into you know making it literally your living, right? You, you know, you, you made your own art with it, with photography, and instead of like having to draw whatever the teacher tells you, which is usually quite restrictive. Like I remember, to me, art class was right, like uh, doesn't bring back great memories. I I could barely like draw a tree. I used to draw a tree with like a ruler, and and but then again, I think like had I been allowed a bit more creativity, it would have been. A completely different Seriously. story, but yeah, I just, I just did the bare minimum to pass art and then just yeah, never yeah. take it I know again.
1: What you mean. Uh, lots of fun memories from art class, to be honest. Lots and lots of fun memories. Uh, afterwards, of you know, having a um, photography class, uh, not photography class, having like done the photography for about five years, I thought to myself, like, it was quite a big hobby. I would start taking my camera everywhere. I said, uh, let's try some commercial work. My first job, I believe, was a cafe. It was a, a cafe food truck. Uh, I did the job actually with my friend, Anton. He's an Australian photographer. Uh, he's back in Australia at the moment. But uh, that was my first ever commercial job that was paid for, which I was quite surprised. So I was happy to do something like that and being paid for like what I love to do. And that was like literally the first uh, step of where I am now. It's just the foundation building it over each uh, job I do.
0: Definitely, 100%. And actually, I'm really, really glad that you mentioned this for two things. And the first one is because I actually wanted to ask you about how, you know, you started taking photography into a larger scale of, you know, it's not just something that you do. You take pictures on your phone, but you're doing it to make a living out of it. And the other thing is that uh, when we first recorded this and um, uh, we unfortunately did not use that recording. You were mentioning about how you worked for free and how that, you know, helped you develop as a photographer, as a freelancer and as a content creator. So, you know, why don't we go back to that in that sense, you know, of what are your views towards working for free and would you recommend it for people I would that work? Yet- uh
1: as long as you know, working for free is important because to build the experience, to build your portfolio, but it's also important not to be used. Uh, it's really important. It's like, it's a two-way street. Someone's getting content from you and you're getting experience from them. And you're being able to say, I work for this business and put that in your portfolio. Uh, working for free is important in the start. I actually tell everybody from models to photographers, work for free. Get a taste for it. Um, as um, I like I, I like to use Gary Vee actually as a motivation for this. He says, just try. Keep trying, keep trying. doesn't matter if you're good. Just keep trying and see what uh, see what it's like so if a model, if someone comes up to me they like to take pictures of themselves and they say i want a model what do i price it up i said don't price it do it for free but don't be used if somebody is like using you a couple times like two or three times that's fine but after like like they know you do well and you know you do well start asking for a price start asking i want to be paid this whatever you think that." Uh, of course ask around but um whatever you ask different people whatever you think you're worth to be paid then ask for it and always you know you can bargain with people later on it's very different but in the start it's uh, very important like i work for free for cafes for um also brands like even now i do work for free on some sub on some uh, projects if it's a project i enjoy and i don't I don't mind about the payment. I really care about the quality of the content and what I want to do as well as like an example, uh, Abu Dhabi motors, BMW and uh, a model called Yusuf Hamadi approached me and they're like, I would love for you to take photos of me. I love your, I love your style, but there's no budget for it. They've only given me a car and I want to take some photos for them. I say, no problem. I would love to have BMW as, or Abu Dhabi motors as one of my as one of my um, clients, so I did, and now it's been posted on social media, and I've been praised for it. So, at the end of the day, it's important. Just never be, never do, never do too much. That's not needed. Always do what's in your best interest.
0: Definitely, man. I I honestly do not agree with you more because you know it, there is a very thin line between. Both parties benefiting from it, and then you exactly at like your side being just blatantly used. Like, you know, you're not really getting much value or new experience to it or anything like that. And you're just, you know, getting work done for them at absolutely zero return. But I think also on the other side, you know, you do get a lot of experience you can say like, you know what you said, like I worked for these people and that proves your competence, right? Like you work for these people. So you, this will allow you to get other stuff that are similar, things in different fields too, or like different companies or whatever, And at the same time, it really helps you gain a lot of experience in the sense of like how the industry works because you can learn so much, uh, let's say with photography, like if you learn how to take the perfect shot, like you're saying, or keep working on your craft, but the more you get to work with companies and brands, the more you know how you can put yourself out there because you you might have all these abilities, but if you don't know how to put them to use uh, with brands, if you don't know how to communicate with them, how they, you know, contract their freelancers and stuff like this, it gives you um a, a taste of like how the industry works and helps you apply that for when you know you're ready to be paid for your work and things like that and i also i i mean i agree with you on that dairy thing a hundred percent because you gotta try so many things not just because um you know working for free is kind of responsibility free like you can pack up and leave the next yeah, day you're working exactly. free you don't want to tell you anything but if it doesn't teach you, you know, that like, oh, this is something that it might show you that this is something that you've always wanted to do, right? And that this is, you know, the the, the golden opportunity for you. But at the same time, it can teach you that this isn't what you want. And this is perfectly good. Like there are so many times where learning that this is something that you don't want at all is as big of a benefit as learning that this is the thing for you, because it just helps you make a better choice the next time you know you're looking into the, your like a, future it's like uh,
1: having peace on your conscience to say that i tried it i wasn't the biggest fan of it but it pushed me to something i did want to do i feel like those like those moments in your life are very powerful they can really change who you are people like go into university study something for four years get the job and be like i don't think i want to do this so like having the ability to at least try and see what you like, maybe you find your passion and you weren't even expecting it, which is so important. Seriously. And like, literally, like, why, why waste your time going through like all these years of studying a subject that you don't even want to do when you can just try it in the beginning? Not every, not every like, you know, opportunity is going to be like this, like this perfect. Like, oh, I don't want to do this. Let's try something else. And not everyone gets a chance. But if you have the chance, then I would recommend you take it for sure. It's so important.
0: Definitely, 100%. I mean, it it, it, it really helps shape your decision because, you know, you're making quite a big decision when, for example, like you're saying, going from uni or putting the major or something to study. So it's always good to know how things actually work because you notice that whatever you learn in uni it doesn't exactly you yeah. know like isn't there a hundred percent of course you learn so many skills and whatnot but you don't expect that like you know the next four years of your life like the four years of uni to be the same thing just on a bigger exactly. scale when you, when you graduate and leave like and i'm sure anyone that is in uni has spent even like a month in uni just knows that and they've Literally. already found like, that
1: out uh, from university to the real world experience is um, a big difference at the moment i'm in university because like there's always important it's always important to have something to fall back on, uh, even if you have so much. I already have seven years of experience in photography, and I've been hired let, just from that experience itself without having a degree uh, for, for jobs as a freelancer. But um, in the end of the day, you never know what's gonna happen when, uh, if something does happen, but like you always have to have something to fall back on. I have a background in business because I think that it's really important to have it. I'll be able to work in different uh, companies, I'll be able to learn things to work for myself. And uh, I think something, a resource that was not being used that much is online classes or courses. You can learn so much from online courses, especially YouTube and stuff. Just finding quality content is the harder part.
0: Yeah, because there's so much of it, right? But the good thing about it is that you, you don't have to be physically anywhere. You can just take it from the comfort of your home. And you always have the option of pausing and then continuing whenever, you know, the time is right. Because one of the things is that you don't always have, you know, an hour of complete free time where you can just commit to this thing and then whatever. But you can always just unpause. It's a lot shorter than four years. Exactly. (laughs) You don't have to wait the four years to get the full shot of content. And you can just take it in over like a week or whatever of course, it's not the equivalent to to like a uni degree, but you learn a specific skill that you are trying to hone at the time. So it's definitely amazing. It's stuff like YouTube and all of these there there's so there's a plethora Seriously. of knowledge on that stuff, and yes. so many things you can learn. I learned everything about podcasting from how to searches on. There you go i I didn't know a strand about podcasts before this or like what might you use how to edit all that stuff it's all it's all on google literally everything and like exists if it's not google.
1: google uh it's most likely gonna be from experience but how do you get experience is like you need to start somewhere you can't just get it straight away like it's that's something that's important so I like, good on you to be honest exactly
0: thank you and now you know you you were just saying actually I want to go back to what you're saying about you've been working for seven years you know you have seven years of um, experience on the side as a photographer and you're also a uni student so how do you you know as you continue to study and do all of that how do you still try to take your photography and just grow it and not sustain it or, you know, just keep it uh, at a steady level until you graduate and then try to take it to the next level. But how do you, you know, work on continuously growing it still while you're in
1: uni and have failing, all these other commitments? Failing. Failing and trying again. Uh, big thing because it doesn't always work. Uh, you know, when no one wakes up and, like, or, like, takes a week and, like, just like understands what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. Um, personally, uh, it took a lot of training myself I think and like I have I have um, a calendar for the for the week I have a calendar for the month and I have like um a to-do list every single day and these are just things I've learned over time that have been useful maybe not to everybody but f- personally for me it uh it's really helpful like uh, for for instance I have a photo shoot on Friday for this company and I know about it cuz like my phone reminds me uh, these, I mean they're so important honestly uh, and how do I get like how do I make time for uni and how do I make time for uh, work and internship it's a bit of sacrifice as well let's say I'm supposed to take five classes, four courses this semester instead I'm going to take four courses this semester so I can have like Sunday I can go to work Monday I have university, Tuesday I can go to work, Wednesday I have university Thursday I can go to work and then the weekend, I can do uh, gigs for photo shoot. If it's in Dubai, it makes sense. Uh, you know, I can go, I can come back. Uh, you have to make time for it. It's not going to make time for itself, which is a, uh, something like to look into. Um, and yes, I am sacrificing a course for this, but I can always do a summer course. I can overload. There's always a way to do it. Never feel stuck. Uh, I did feel stuck at some points, but there's no need to. You'll always find a way to do it. You might take longer than somebody else. In maybe that person finishes in three years, you're finished in four years or four years and a half. You still have all that experience that they didn't learn from the real world because they've been focusing on courses. So that's just my 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 ethos of of how to work out with this. It is stressful, but it works.
0: I, exactly. I, I mean, I, and I, I agree with that thing because, you know, if you if you still want to make it work, you, you'll make it work. You know, like y- you're doing it, it can be done. Like it's um, it's, ve- it's very hard, but when you really want something, I mean, you, you just have, as cliche as it sounds, but you just have to sacrifice other things that aren't as important as it is right now. You just have to think of everything that you're doing and prioritize, you know, if I really care about this thing, what will yeah. get me to it? Will this get me to it, or will you know this thing not get me to it and then make your calculations like that I try to uh, i try to to maintain the mentality as much as possible because I'm an economics major, so everything I do is think like yeah. an economist you know like oh like i'm trying to be efficient with exactly. my time like anything that i do like benefit cost analysis and stuff like that and then i sometimes they're really bored of my thinking i'm like sure i'm i do whatever i
1: want but that's
0: okay like that, that's exactly. what makes us human like,
1: by the way i'm not joking i feel lazy i feel lazy a lot of the time because i'm like i don't feel i'm doing enough or i like i know i can be more efficient which is what pushes me because sometimes i'm like oh i was lazy today i didn't do much but at the same time sometimes sometimes things take longer than you expect and it's also important to have a break like seriously never push yourself too much but some people do say like oh you're working so hard i do work hard i'm not gonna say i don't but like i feel there's always i can do more which is a good and bad thing it does push you but you need to know your limits
0: It's definitely a double-sided sword. Like I remember um, when I was like 18 and I wanted to start working for free. and So like I just reached out to so many people and the only one that picked up my call and then when she's calling me, she's like, uh, okay, why do you want to do all this? I mean, you're, you're still in second year of uni. You don't really have any responsibilities. You are going to be working for free. Like why? And uh, to me, my only answer, the only thing that I could think of was I don't feel like I'm doing enough. And till this day, I, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. And I, I don't know what will get me to feel like I'm doing enough. But in a way, it pushes you to do more. But exactly like you're saying, on the other side of the spectrum, it can lead into a lot of, you know, beating yourself up and not acknowledging that what you're doing so far, what you've done, all of this stuff are great milestones and things that you should be proud of. But instead, you know, you're just too focused on what more you can do rather than enjoying what you're doing and acknowledging it and, you know, being proud of yourself for it. Like I just saw this post that is like, you know, you have to be proud of yourself because as long as you're better than you were the day before, you're making amazing progress. Yes, it's how you feel
1: like, it. Uh, it is a big thing and social media doesn't help. Even though I work in social media, um, it's always like, you know, can I do it better? This person's done it better. Like you always go in and out from it. Um, Something I just have to learn is like everybody's in a different circumstance to you are. Maybe you don't know what they're going through and they don't know what you're going through. Maybe they've made a better video because they had a whole team working on it. And maybe they made a better video because they've been doing this for this long. Or maybe they just had that talent and were able to do it. Um, It's just about like over time, like what are you going for? And what will make you happy in the end of the day? Like I'm happy to work this much. I actually enjoy it a lot. Um, yes, I do sacrifice like time with family and friends, but I don't know. It's just, it's, it's so, it's the satisfaction I get from doing what I love and like, like I know it's, I know everything, I know there's a lot of stuff across the corner and I just have to be patient with myself and I know like, I'm, I'm excited now about it. So I'm like, slowly, slowly, I will get there. I'll reach there and like, I'm not going to be happy when I'm there. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna be like, I know I reached it, which is just like satisfaction in myself. Like I'm happy with what I'm doing now, but I know that there is more around the corner that's gonna be like boost, like gonna boost me.
0: I love that for you, man. I love that, and I, I know. I mean, I'm sure, and I hope that it comes hopefully. as fast as possible, and hopefully, way, way, way more doors open for you and now you know i i with all with all the things that you're talking about when you talk about your work and how passionate you are for it and all of that i i want to ask you i mean even though it is quite a cliche question but i i always love the answers that come from this question
1: what is photography to you um what is photography to me uh honestly it's um it's my creative outlet it's uh a way to express myself and when i mean express myself i don't mean like the exact emotion i feel but it's um it's just a, it's just a way it, it's a, it's a good place to put my energy personally i feel like i can get a lot of good out of it uh that's what photography is it can set, i don't know it's it's such a good tool it can send messages it can be beautiful it can be art it can be commercial i feel like it's so versatile and uh, so important in our day and age where we stand with social media and production, I feel like it, it's it's so important that I have to I have to do it. Like I, if I wasn't doing this, I don't know what I would be doing. Like I'm always I always think about like where would I be, what would I be doing, and I I have to be included in an art and somehow. Also, it, it links to a lot of stuff. Uh, photography can into vide- videography videography to acting acting to modeling it's a really good place to like diversify yourself as well good start
0: i i, I mean uh... I, I, I love, I love that. I absolutely love this. this. is why I love this question. Cause you know, just hearing from you, the creator, the, the man behind the camera, it just to, to know more about your craft and your ventures It just, I absolutely love that. I get inspired off of other people's love for what they do. Right. Cause it reminds you of like how much you love Thank what you, you do too. And I'm really happy for Thank. you on that too, man. And now, you know, on to the next chat of segment per se, and it's about sure. challenges and mistakes now uh, for challenges i actually uh kind of have a, a custom challenges yeah. question for you in mind and it's about working with brands as a freelancer and you know dealing with clients and stuff like that because i understand that it's not you know always quite easy for you when you're starting out at a young age to you know prove to them that like hey i'm here like you know, don't use me at the same time, but hire me stuff like. That. So, w-
1: what was the biggest challenge that you faced? Um, on the biggest challenge with working for brands is, um, it's there's two, there's two, um, there's two voices in my head a lot of the time, and like, it's, I think it's to do with like what people think your quality is worth and what you believe your quality is worth. Uh, I had a client that came up to me and they're like. Uh, they were talking about a budget. They're like, this is our budget. Let's say five, 5,000. Right. And I was like, no, no, it, it, for what they, for what you want, it's going to cost seven. And in that moment, it's like, am I decreasing? Like, I feel like I'm decreasing the worth of my content for your budget. I mean, yes, maybe I, I decreased deliverables for like photography, like how much photos and things like that. Uh, and that's fine with me. But if they, like, want something, they want a certain amount of photos for a certain amount of price, it's really hard to say, oh, I'll give it to you. Because, like, decreasing, it's like decreasing my, decreasing my worth. I know I'm worth it. How do I, I tell them that I'm worth it? Uh, basically saying that. A lot of the time, it's um, trying to, you're trying to prove yourself and uh, it's weird to say this, but it's like also comparing yourself. And at the same time, you know what you're worth and you know what you're able to do for them. But how do you, how do you talk to them and, and, and tell them that? I feel getting to know more information, maybe knowing like if they've asked other people if what their offers have been. Like if I'm offering, 10, 000, if another person is offering 10,000 to them and the other person is offering 5,000 and they're talking between these two people and I'm offering seven, how do I show them that my ideas and my quality and like, I'm going to be there for you guys. I'm going to, I'm going to do stuff for you. Like I'm your point of contact. I'm not going to, I'm going to work for you. Like uh, I've never worked before. And, um, maybe just showing that you're passionate, but also stand your ground with with your pricing. It's really important. Like, you know, you're going to, you know, that they should pay you this. So make sure that they get, they pay you this. And you don't know what's going on like in those segments of, what they can pay you, what they cannot. But try to stand your ground and if not, try to see a compromise. Try to like get down to the point of what do you need that I can produce for you? Because in the end of the day, I'm here to give you a service and to give you, uh, you know, I'm trying to market to your business. I want to, how do I get your stuff to the people? And like, how do I show them that in an aesthetically pleasing way? That's just what I think.
0: I absolutely love that because I think there's always this dilemma of maybe you'd want to decrease the price to get the job especially when you're still starting out and you haven't gotten that many but at the same time you're discounting your skills and ability and then you're kind of setting that price as a standard for yourself when you know other people want to work with you you know, then you've gotten yourself stuck in this thing. So it's more of a long-term thing, you know, holding your ground now will help you later because, you know, you've exactly. established yourself. Um, you don't and need feel to drop the price to guarantee it. I think this is more for it, life
1: you know? than for anything else. Uh, 10% of life is what happens to you. And 90% of life is how you react to what happened to you. That is a quote I think I have to live by for the rest of my life. Because it's like, whatever happens to me is only 10%. It's the way I react to it is, is, is most of what's gonna happen. Because the way I react is what's gonna become the outcome. If someone tells me I want this I want a lower price and I can't give it to them, it probably wasn't meant to be. Probably wasn't gonna be what you wanted it to. Even if you think it's like a really good opportunity and they don't accept what you're going for, if you believe that you can lower like pricing for what they want, if you really want it, okay, go ahead. But if you know, like you'll notice, you'll notice your client if they're willing to, if they have an idea, if they have a vision, if you, if they know what they want from you, and if they really believe in you, they'll pay you what you're worth straight away. They won't ask a question. They'll be like, "Cool," straight away. It's it's about also the client itself. Like you'll know what, who is worth it and why they're worth it. A lot of clients came up to me, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I missed out on a good opportunity." even in life, I thought I missed out on a good opportunity. It was actually a blessing in disguise. And it's so hard. It's like, it's so hard to say that because at the times you wanted it badly, Uh, but it wasn't, it didn't happen correctly.
0: Definitely. I mean, it's, it's always like, you know, you might think it's the end of uh, the world, but then, you know, a, a couple of weeks or months or years or whatever, they're exactly. like, wow, like it was a blessing. And then you stress about something else and then that thing turns out to be a tiny thing. It's just a circle of life, you know. It's just, this is life at the end of the day. And it's very funny to sit back and reflect on it. But when you are in the moment and when you are going through this, like, It is, I mean, it's what what makes us humans to, like, stress about it and think about it and stuff like that. And, like, oh, no, if I don't take it, you know, that this should be the end of my whatever. But definitely, I I, I love that. And, you know, the second part of this is about mistakes. So I love talking about mistakes because no one talks about mistakes. Uh, If I was to stop you in the street Uh, and tell you that, what is, I'll probably tell you what's your biggest achievement, what is something you're so proud of, you know, Stuff like that, you know, if you're a photographer, be like, "Oh, what's what's, the, what's the, your favorite picture they've ever take, taken or whatever." But it's rarely that you know someone comes to tell you what's the biggest mistake that you've ever made, <laughs> which is why my question is, what is the biggest mistake that you ever that you've ever made that um, you think people hmm, can learn
1: from, that's or a just a mistake that you I made that like people can learn? Uh, from? I've everyone's made a lot of mistakes, but something maybe a mistake I've learned from, uh. Let's think, okay, there's the one subject of, I wish I learned Arabic when I was younger. I wish I had experienced more of my culture and learning my language, because uh, I feel like it would have it, it would have helped me so much in the future. Like, I feel like learning that would have helped a lot. But in the end of the day, uh, something will happen, something will help you. I actually learned Arabic from military service instead, even though that I didn't get to learn it from high school or school in general. I learned a bit of it from uh, military service. So in the end of the day, it, 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 it sorted itself out. Also, um not biggest mistake. I feel like our, at the time, I thought it was a big regret. Um, I wanted to go to this uni called NYU, New York University. And that was all I cared about. I just wanted to go there. I felt like it would be the best thing that would happen to me. Uh, sadly, I did not get accepted, and I got accepted to another university. Um, and that what I was talking about, blessings in disguise, uh, it was a blessing in disguise. If I was in that university, I wouldn't have the time to do what I do now. And uh, I feel like that was my biggest, like that's I was so sad that 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 happened. And like I thought, I I thought like I was thinking to myself like, what did I do wrong? How could I do better? Like. I felt like I made the mistake that I wasn't good enough to, to do it. Like it was a regret. But in the end of the day, it pushed me. It gave me my fuel inside of me to be like, no, they might have not accepted me. That's fine. But even if they don't accept me, even if like I didn't get accepted there, I'm gonna show them, even if it's not like directly to them, or like proof to myself that even though I'm not, I didn't get to that uni. I'm gonna be better than, than people in that team, let's say. It's just something to fuel myself to work harder. Like, I'm not even joking. I uh, I got an email from them, maybe a week ago. They were offering me a, a job position in their social media department. Not as a student, as a working, as someone working there, and I was just there like, well, life works in a mysterious ways, really does. It really, really does. <laughs> yeah, like I wanted to be... You a, wanted to pay wanted them, to pay now them so they wanted to, to pay you. How to do media. And then they offer me a job as a local <laughs> yeah. as a local entrepreneur and a local creator, to come and film their students and like do their social media. It's so weird. I feel like it was a big regret. And like as well with speaking Arabic, I wish I knew it more. I wish I was fluent in Arabic. Languages are so versatile and so useful in everyday life. I wish I knew, it. but uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta continue. You gotta continue living. Seriously, uh, but exactly. I
0: mean, life works in mysterious ways. And now, you know, as we're getting closer to signing off, I like to ask about you know the future plans. So. What are some of the things and goals that you have set for yourself? It could be in the near future, in the far future, um, whatever you really want to you know, so mention or talk about. One of about. the things
1: is I've been talking to a lot of different creatives in Dubai, and I recently got um, a couple of things. Okay, first thing is like people are seeing the potential in me to go further than I was expecting or to go in this route I wasn't expecting. I recently became, I got featured recently in GQ as a model, not as a photographer. So that was uh, quite interesting, as well as I was featured in Manal Saadiat as an artist. So people were telling me, where can you take this further? Somebody was telling me, I believe that if you work hard enough, you could be a photographer for like a Vogue, for a cover shoot to be on the cover. So that's like uh, something I want to do in the future. I want to work with a brand called Gentle Monster. I really love what they took out. Their sunglasses. Uh, they're a sunglasses brand from Korea. Uh, and I really want to work with them in the future. Also, being able, like, I think that's the goal to my personal self, but to give back to my parents. I really want to support them uh, financially and however I can. So it's building a structure that will support myself. I can support myself at the moment, but I want to support my family. Uh, those are the goals, mainly like cover shoot supporting my family financially and um you know uh, getting to work with more brands more bigger uh, you know international brands even uh, dior i'd love to work with Prada, whichever like come my way that's
0: i love that i love that and i, I wish you all the best with that and i'm sure you're going to smash every single uh, last I have one a question for you actually uh
1: how, why did you start this and how did you start this as a podcast? Oh, hit me. Oh,
0: okay. I mean, uh, for me, I just saw a lot of people around me that were from the youth community, they're doing such amazing stuff. I mean, startups, it was mostly startups at the time. And I wanted to support by doing more than just, you know, sharing their stuff on my story, telling my friends about their stuff, if they're selling something, if they do workshops, etc. So I, I wanted to do more in that sense. And I also love to, talk, <laughs> to be honest, I, I am a sucker for public speaking. Anything that involves me being behind the mic, I am an absolute sucker for it. So, um, when when I saw that, uh, when I saw that like, the post from my friends, and I was like, I really want to support, but I don't do more. And it was mid COVID, like locked down. So I was like, the most feasible thing right now is a podcast. I had no idea what a podcast was. Exactly, I I, I was listening to podcasts, but I had no idea like, how to yeah. get it done or anything. I always thought of it as just YouTube minus the video. <laughs> but then yeah, so I was like, you know, they'll be feasible because of like the logistical challenges with uh, recording online and the pandemic and whatnot. So this is why this is like the, the idea behind Up Next in itself and then the idea behind why it was a podcast. And at the same time, it's called exactly. Up because it's all about people that are up next in their own fields, you know. It took me like three, four weeks to get the name. Like I had everything ready, minus the name. And like, I just needed to come up with a name Seriously, so I can reach a out to my first guest. <laughs> like uh, I was just afraid so something like that, you the know?
1: Idea has come. Like you put, your, you put your time and soul into the idea before the actual name, and the name just came after it. Because like, you're working so hard towards this uh, project that you want to be able to complete. Yeah. And uh, the name just came. Because of how hard you're working.
0: And I think also it's just the more yeah. you the more you work and plan on it, the more you understand it better in, in that sense. You build it. So the more you're able to pick a name that does it justice, right? Like because exactly instead of like thin, getting the name first and then trying to fit it within the spectrum of the name, but instead when you actually build it based on the vision and exactly. then you know, you find the name that complements the vision rather than it being vice versa where the name takes the charge or that yeah, like, you yeah, know, because yeah, yeah. that's the Instagram handle that is available or that's the, because I, I, when I started, I was like, every Absolutely. Instagram handle is taken, screw this, I'm not going to think based the view, like, come on, screw that. Uh, it doesn't matter what Instagram handle like I have. Of course, it does matter to an extent, but like, I, I won't so let it, you know,
1: be take the to this priority over that's my ideas a beautiful or my thing. vision. It just shows that you focus on where you want to go, and the journey that you want to take, instead of the way that you that people perceive the journey and the way. Like you got that plan perfectly. That was it's really beautiful.
0: Exactly. Exactly. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And now you know. I um. I actually got a couple more questions for you, but just to say sure. they are. Not about Zaid the photographer, not about Zaid the entrepreneur or the content creator, but they're about Zaid the person. Cause, and also just another disclaimer: uh, these questions tend to get a lot deeper than the questions before. Because usually, like the the instant response when I, as soon as I start asking the questions, is like, That's fine. Oh, "Wow, this is this is deep." So I I decided to use it as like a warning. <laughs> Uh, mm. So, the first one is about success. Success is a very, very, very tricky concept because everyone has their own view of it and it's affected by so many things. So, as of this moment, as of, you know, what day is it? It's Tuesday, 9:08 p.m. To me. What is success wow. to you? Um,
1: honestly, I put it to a point of if I can. What's success? I think it's also kind of cheesy to think about it but like it is a bit about um, happiness and like what can I like what what do these things do that will make me happy as well as like satisfy myself uh, in the essence of like I do a lot of the things because I want to become successful but at the same time it's vice versa where I do these I do these things because I enjoy it And the success will most likely come afterwards because if I enjoy uh, what I do, and like I think if you enjoy something more than you care about the success of it, that you will become successful over time, even if that's not your goal. Because a lot of people, I had a person who, a friend who sings only, and he sings because he just wants to, he's uh, not so human. Uh, His name is. There you go. Uh,
0: it's funny you mention him because he's actually coming on the podcast. World, <laughs> um, I mean, I just pointed, but yeah, he's on the podcast right soon. Yeah, very, very talented.
1: Recently, he's been. He a is. is he's energy. insanely talented, uh, Mashallah. And like, he used to just sing for fun. He never expected it to become a career or anything like that. And I think people do it best when it's their passion first and job second, and like. A lot of people talk to me about what they're doing and I feel like they're not doing what they love. And I feel if you do what you love, that you'll be successful with it no matter what. And this is very cheesy and it's said a lot, but it's I think it's it's, it's cheesy because it's the truth. That's what success is.
0: I love that. I love... There's no such thing as it being cheesy. no. I, th- I think we just say that out of uh, insecurity because yeah. we don't want to say... Something that other people might have said before, but even though other people could be right about it, you know, like, you know, you know like a, a couple of people say this, exactly. uh, it's cheesy on Instagrams, like we say, but it, it's your truth, right? It's, it's your definition of success and it's something that you live by every day. So yeah. it, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter that, you know, if, someone sees that she's like, you know, I, I, don't want to swear, but no, no, then, like, exactly, I, I'll have to say that the episode is uh, R rated, or like, you know, it, it's, yeah, loose, it's, it's language, like, uh, but, 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 but these right. people, yeah. th- these it people know. It is up
1: It is what you are. <laughs>
0: exactly it's it's what you live by no one can tell yeah, you that yeah. no you don't live by this cuz they have no idea of what you live by uh, cuz you should like if you post like let's say like five 6 stories a day and a couple of posts
1: yeah yeah actually right,
0: that the people see see 10 minutes of your life max per day there's another 23 yeah. hours and 50 minutes that people have absolutely no idea what goes on then so just, just enjoy the content but don't Exactly. don't you know build off a persona of the person and judge yeah, them based it on it. it's just for your it for entertainment like, uh, it's for you for you to enjoy. band and who
1: work with us and things like that
0: Exactly, and now you know the second part of this is about describing yourself. Now, I also did steal this question from a bunch of shows, but how it was asked it's like describe yourself in one word. And I am all for creativity, and it's funny that I say I'm all for creativity because I say this every single time. But uh, how would you describe yourself in just three words? Um,
1: <laughs> three words. How would I describe myself? Uh, I am human. Just because I, I I feel like um, I love I'm, that I'm another person. You're another person. We're all the like we're all equal. We're all the same. No matter what I do, no matter what you do, no matter how much I make, no matter how much you make, we're all human. At the end of the day, we are all the same inside, outside. We're all made the same way. So I feel like I am human. Is like the best way to describe myself.
0: I absolutely love that, 100%. And you're actually the second person to, like, reply this question by saying a statement that is three l- words. Like, th- three words. Because oh, like, yeah. people usually would say, like, three different let's say, adjectives to describe themselves. But you were the second person <laughs> to say, and the first one was Basil, Basil Laz, And he said, I'm funny. And I love that. You no, know, actually, yeah. he did say funny. As, I remember it was funny that. as F or S. I don't remember. But it, it was hilarious that like, it just represented how, fun, how funny he is. And I love that you did that too. I, I hope more people do it in the future. And now, one last thing is something that I recently started doing, which is you know, you have the might, you have the virtual might. I'll turn it over to you. What is one thing that you um, want to leave people
1: off with? Hmm. Always, I, I like. I like the quote of of like the ten percent and ninety percent, where it's like it's how we react it's how you react to things, uh, mostly because like how react how do you react and how do you you know respond to things that come to you in your life will have a big impact. So I feel like um you know always uh, always you know always look into it it's like ten percent of you is how ten percent is what comes to you in life and ninety percent is how you react. And I feel like that's really important as well as always uh, go for what you dream and like what you want in your life, because in the end of the day, you're living it. And that's so important. So that's what I want to leave for everybody.
0: And what a better way to, what a better note to end the episode on. Once again, say thank you yes, so much for joining exactly. me. It was absolutely amazing to have you on both times when we returned this. It was, it was honestly such a pleasure speaking to you, man. It was very inspiring and amazing to get to, you know, put your brain, know more about your passion for photography and where you want to take it. And I also hope you smash you. all of the future goals that you have well, for yourself. And you and thank you so much once again,
1: man. On this podcast, if you want. Who are? You? Yeah. Thank
0: yeah, you so ahead. much, man. Me- oh, uh, should we do some name dropping? <laughs> I I honestly I I don't have I don't I don't have like a, uh it's just some people that I have is some people that I would love to hear from. So people like Anis Buchash, um, and then. I would love to have Gary Vee. I've spoken to him before for like three, four minutes, but I would love to have him on like the podcast. This is one of the reasons why I'm doing this. So I'd love to have him. Trevor Noah. Him. Good,
1: good. I don't experience. know who
0: else. Uh, I, Trevor Noah. I love Trevor Noah. So, Trevor is hilarious. But the, yeah,
1: Trevor is hilarious. Yeah, I, Trevor is hilarious. Book. I love I I, love Sh- I, I uh, never not laugh, but I, 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 I already not. I already named Jossim uh, Not So Human or Dalal Shamsi because I feel it would be so interesting to have him on the podcast.
0: Yes, I'm honestly really introverted to that because I saw him perform like a couple weeks (laughs) ago and my jaws were not just on the floor, they were at the basement. I did not believe, I did not believe that, you know, like, I just um, I honestly, uh, everyone, everyone in that hall was just absolutely lost for words. No words. Like there, I was seeing, and there was nothing that I could have just could have said. That other than stand up and stand up and give him a standing ovation right now. Like n- nothing else, nothing his, below that is acceptable. Really MashaAllah, his people. voice is wonderful, and I, I really can't wait to have him too. Exactly. I, I Inshallah, Understand. he does, man. I mean, he's absolutely talented and deserves everything.
1: Of course. No, it's honestly, it's been a pleasure. Awesome, man. Thank
0: you so much once again for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Once again, thank you for tuning in and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at TheAli or follow the podcast so you can know when the next episode is out.